ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌ ಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನ್ನವಧೀತಮಸ್ತುಮಾವಹೈ ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಟು ಆಲ್ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ವೆರಿ ವೆರಿ ನೈಸ್ ಟು ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಯು ಆಲ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ವೆರಿ ಇನ್ಸ್ಪೈರಿಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ಯು ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಟೇಕನ್ ದ ಟೈಮ್ ಟು ಅಟೆಂಡ್ ವಾಟ್ during a time which is a very busy time for friends family holidays movies so many things it takes something to be able to decide to choose to be here rather than to be out there in a in a world that one is familiar with but that familiarity is like a skin disease you know it keeps scratching <laughs> keeps scratching at it it feels good to scratch it but then the more we scratch what happens more it aggravates that is the definition of samsara pujya swami ji used to say this he used to liken samsara to a skin disease some kind of <coughs> soriasis or something so it takes something to choose to come out of that addiction to scratching the itch the itch what does that signify <laughs> strong preferences and prejudices for so many things centered those preferences and prejudices aka raga dvesha respectively they are those preferences and prejudices are what raga dvesha as talked about in the bhagavad gita they have a way of proliferating multiplying first there is one and then suddenly there is 100 it it grows exponentially so therefore <clears throat> the more i scratch viraga and dvesha and that itself is a big production sometimes i have to hire a band of scratchers <laughs> it's not so easy <laughs> i have to i have to depend on other people 
other forces in nature. I have to depend on things outside of myself. I have to depend on situations external to me. In other words, the more I want to scratch the surface of the Raga Dvesha, the more I become dependent, helpless, at the mercy of the objects, situations, people, events and things to which I become more and more and more beholden. The sooner I recognize this, the easier it is to drop it. Sooner doesn't mean, you know, age-wise. Sooner means whenever one recognizes it, it is soon enough. When is the time to give up samsara? Now. <laughs> That's all. Yad aharam vrajet, tad aharam eva parivrajet. Adi Shankara says in one of the bhashyas to the Upanishads that the day one feels like stopping this mad cycle, scratching, itching, hurting, wanting more, scratching, itching, hurting, same thing. Scratching the raga and dvesha, not finding what I wanted. Instead there is a gaping wound tending to the wound with a little bit of cream and what not and then again it gets ready to scratch. This is a vicious cycle. In between these cycles, due to some grace operating over time, something interesting happens. Suddenly I say, what is happening to me? What's going on? What am I doing? Have I been asleep? Or worse yet, have I been in the middle of a nightmare? What is going on? I feel like I have finally awoken, woken up. Not from just a sleep, but from a nightmare. Sleep is akin to not knowing anything, agnyanam. What kind of agnyanam? Atma agnyanam. Self ignorance. In sleep, one is, I don't know that I have a body, I don't know that there are other people, I don't know that there is a jagat, a universe to which I relate. In fact, I don't relate to anything at all. I don't know anything. Sleep by itself cannot and does not cause problems. In fact, one is happy in sleep. <laughs> it's the nightmare that causes the problem. Sleep, agnanam, this nightmare, <laughs> anyatha agnanam. Anyatha agnanam means not that not knowing is converted to wrong knowing. Knowing of what? Atma. What is Atma? Myself. The not knowing cannot cause problems. Cat doesn't know what? It is Satchidananda, limitlessly whole. 
or perhaps it knows, we don't know. But <laughs> generally speaking, it doesn't know. Dog doesn't know. Cat doesn't know. None of the animals know from, you know, they all have Atma Ajnanam. But the cat, the dog, etc., in some ways are better off than us. That's why they are called Muktaha, Sarva Evate. They are already free from this series of wrong knowings. Not knowing is one thing. It is akin to sleep, but then we are talking of the nightmare, the recurring nightmare of wrong understanding of the I, which is the legacy, which is the special prasada, which only the human being, you can say, quote-unquote, enjoys or suffers from. That's all. Dogs don't have it, cats don't have it, any other pets in the house don't have it. They seem to be happy, left to themselves. All animals. As long as they don't end up in the cooking pot, they seem to be happy. As long as they are not abused, killed, they seem to be contented. But for the human being, something else is going on. In addition to not knowing, there is as though Mother Prakriti, Mother Nature gave this being full freedom, full freedom to, to desire Full freedom, uninhibited awareness of myself I have. I have total uninhibited awareness. In the animals also there is awareness. But it is somewhat inhibited. It just needs to know a few things. It needs to recognize its own species. For the sake of procreation, it needs to recognize species that are not itself, other species, for the sake of protection. This is all it needs. It needs to know where food comes from. It instinctively knows how to get that food, how to push aside predators and go to the food. That's enough for it to lead its life. But for the human being, that is not enough, far from enough. Because the self-awareness is uninhibited, free will, until <clears throat> it comes under the spell of these ragadveshas, the capacity is uninhibited. This is a double-sided situation. It's a blessing and a bane. Why is it a blessing? It's a blessing because it makes me curious. I'm curious about the Jagat, the world, how does it work, what does it do? 
What is its source? I'm curious about the source of the Jagat. Is there a source? Does it have a name? If so, is it a sentient source or an insentient source? I'm curious about that. I'm curious about that which is called Ishvara. Finally, I'm curious about myself. Jiva. What makes me tick? What makes other people like me tick? What makes me run? What makes me smile? What, what do I want? And this is a blessing because it gives jignasa, the desire to know. But it is also a bane. Why? Because the not knowing who I am yields itself to all kinds of misapprehensions of I. I don't know who I am. In the vision of the Upanishad, one is free, one is whole, one is happy, one is not lacking anything, one is undisturbed, one is the epitome of shanti, peace and contentment. But then, I do not know that. It doesn't stop there. The not knowing morphs into what we call anyathagnyanam, the nightmare. <laughs> morphs into a nightmare. I am not good enough. I am not enough. I am not successful enough. You can add you can add any adjective and then add the word enough on it. Next to it. I'm not successful enough. I am not rich enough. I'm not the right weight. I'm not the right height. Who is saying? Eight billion people in the world are saying. <laughs> My hair is not the right texture. My hair is not the right color. That is if you have hair, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise this doesn't apply. <clears throat> if somebody has curly hair, they want to go make it straight. Right next to them will be sitting somebody who has straight hair who wants to make it curly. This is what it is. This is what we are. And these are all the broods, the offspring of the original problem. What is the original problem? Self-ignorance. As the sleep of self-ignorance morphs into the nightmare of self-misapprehension. Just like the rope is mistaken for a chicken, correct? No. Say loudly, a snake. Yes. <laughs> a totally unknown rope. Upon a totally unknown rope, I cannot project a snake. Why? Because the rope, which is the adhishthana of the snake, which is the truth, the content of the snake, is not known. I don't see the rope. So how can I commit a mistake when I don't even see the rope? 
can i see a snake on a rope that is known as rope no that is also not possible why because i'll say this is known this is a rope come on don't tell me it's a snake because i can see that it is jada it is lying there it has all these whatever those uh, knots we know this so it's a rope i don't mistake it for snake when does this mistake happen when it is as though known partially known <laughs> on a partially known rope i can project a snake i know there is something there in the grass where does the snake come from does it come from the garden and lie on the rope yeah yes no where does the snake come from right here <laughs> it is created it's the snake of fear it is a snake of fear which is superimposed upon the rope <coughs> that is <coughs> free of aropa see this is how the sanskrit masters knew that they would we would be calling this rope so that's why they invented this word aropa mistaking the rope for snake my own fear i powerfully project look at how powerful i am my own fear i powerfully project over what the rope converting it so to speak wrongly into an object of fear this is the problem of atma ajnanam recognized i can shed it how to shed it by studying the upanishad okay <laughs> that's how to shed atma ajnanam recognized i can shed it not recognized what happens to it it sheds me into pieces <laughs> the the choice is clear what am i going to do and so recognizing rope as rope simply calls for being able to see what is just as it is without my own additions without adding my own masala to it and what is the masala fear and sorrow are the ingredients in this special masala that everybody carries which vishiates one's vision of the jagat the universe of the jiva myself and others and of ishvara the source of the universe if there is such a thing this is why this is the cause of sorrow first i paint the universe dark dull sad drab gray colors and then what i say i don't feel so good <laughs> i have to see past this projection 
the whole thing is a projection in fact the whole jagat is a projection we say ishwara's projection it is a projection and then what i don't know how to live inside this projection what do i do i project my own projection so i am living in a projection after projecting my own projection i am living in double projection very confusing very sorrowful very painful <clears throat> and extremely dangerous what we are here to do in the next week or so is to learn to withdraw the projection whose projection my own projection if i am the author of the projection i can withdraw this narrative everything is a story or a poem everything is a story go oh, i am such and such story no but it's an objective fact i am this many feet tall and this many stone in weight stone kilograms pounds whatever in weight this is what i am it's a fact from one standpoint it's a fact from another standpoint it is but an act projection there is an objective projection not that it is we don't have to look into it that's not the point of this whole text that we will be studying it's objective because it is agreed upon by everybody the metric system distances how many miles away you live from the airport for example it is agreed upon every by everybody so there are certain stories in which we participate which are agreed upon by everybody and then there are certain stories which i weave for myself this latter has to be questioned withdrawn dropped i have to be able to first relate to the whole relate to the larger narrative without interfering without letting my own narrative the patina of my own subjectivity interfere with my relationship with the jagat this is actually a very pragmatic what should i say it's a very pragmatic and a practical thing about advaita vedanta it helps me to live a life that is objective it helps me to relate to people objectively it helps me to learn how to respond rather than react it reduces reactivity increases a kind of a more of a dispassionate or we can even say compassionate response 
I go grow from being a reactive, fighting, ninja-like individual to one that is accommodative, compassionate, commodious. This is the prasada for the study of the Upanishad. We will be studying excerpts from two Upanishads in this retreat. I will be taking the seventh chapter of the Chandogya Upanishad which deals with a very popular subject matter. How to overcome sorrow? Who doesn't want to know? Please raise your hand. <laughs> See? <laughs> it's popular. Everybody wants to know. This is this is what it is. It's popular. And then Swami Muktatmananda will be taking a, a, a mantra from the Mundaka Upanishad. So this way we'll have little bit of two vignettes from different Upanishads which will inevitably speak to one another because even though the Upanishads are different they share the same language and here I'm not talking of Sanskrit I'm talking of the language which is the vision they share the Sanskrit also but they share the language of a vision without division this is what we are going to be doing how to overcome sorrow an ancient and if I might add a timeless question which has been debated upon and which has been researched upon by everybody politicians, philosophers, historians, alchemists and of course people who study Vedanta religions and Vedanta also so we'll be seeing how one can be extremely accomplished and yet suffer from sorrow and that will be the subject matter of the classes and then there is one announcement there is a small change in the schedule a small I shouldn't even say change it's more of a switch was a mistake I think in printing or something so if I can please direct you to page number the very second page here camp schedule and then just go down up to uh, up till when you reach 4:30 p.m. evening class do you see that yes okay so there where it says swami muktatmananda put my name where it says swami swatma vidyananda put his name okay switched so i will be taking the 
the classes on 25th, 27th, 29th, and then he will be taking the classes on 26th, 28th, 30th. Is that clear? Yeah. Rest all is as is. No problem at all. And in fact, if we make this switch, then it is very easy for you to remember. Remember what? That all the classes that are there on the 25th, 27th and 29th, I'll be taking. And all the classes that are there on the 26th, 28th and 30th, he will be taking. So that makes it, hopefully, at least in my mind, it makes it less confusing <laughs> for me. Okay. Yeah, and of course, December 30th, uh, 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 December 31st is a different schedule, and we'll just follow that. All right. Yeah. So, there is a couple of questions we can address. What happens after liberation? Ooh, this is a nice question. I like it. It goes straight to the point. The honest answer is nothing. All right. You still will get up. You still have your hot water, coffee, tea, whatever you drink in the morning. You will still brush your teeth. You will still take a shower, etc., etc. Then, can I leave tomorrow? No. But why? <laughs> because even though you will be engaged in all these activities, they will not be a source of frustration, sorrow, fear, etc. Before one was doing out of a sense of uh, a, a notion of bondage. I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to go there, I have to accrue this, I have to get this, I have to get that, I have to get famous, I have to get rich, I have to become this, I have to become that, I have to become successful. Now, I understand that the very becoming the very act of becoming is what? My unbecoming. Uh, that if you understand, then the sorrow is gone. So then after enlightenment, after liberation, I don't do things out of a sense of bondage because I have to. I do things because I want to. There's a big difference. Much of our lives goes in obligations to people. What will they think? This is something which uh, everybody has, but I think people of Indian origin suffer from what will they think itis. Yes, very strange disease. What will they think? What will they think? How will I be? What will they think? Let them think. No, 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 no. What will they think? <laughs> that won't be there. That won't be there. There will not be any sorrow. There will not be regret. There will not be guilt. But from the outward view, that person's life, the jnani, the person of self-knowledge, that person's life will be exactly like anybody else's life. Jnani also eats and drinks, Ajnani eats and drinks, Jnani sleeps, Ajnani sleeps. It is very difficult to tell them apart, unless one is oneself a Jnani. Then you can tell them apart. 
So, this is what happens after liberation. <clears throat> I grow from a person who has to, who feels like one has to, one has to do this, has to do that. There is no freedom. I grow from that to being a person who freely gives, freely does, no inhibitions. That is what happens after enlightenment. So you will stay, right? Yeah. <clears throat> How can I understand Swadharma and Paradharma in the context of modern times where work is not necessarily based on Varnashrama? The difference between Swabhava and Swadharma is not clear as well. <clears throat> Swadharma is not difficult. We make it difficult. Swadharma simply means what I have to do. That's very clear. I am born related. Even before I am born, somebody is claiming me as my child, as this is my child, right? Father, mother are already saying, okay, we are welcoming this child into the world. There may be an elder brother or sister, a sibling, who says, why is this child coming into the world? <laughs> Up till now I had my parents to myself and I have to share, not fair. Grandmother, grandfather are already there, uncles, aunts are already there. I am born related. And so, there are duties with regards to these relationships. There are expectations. I have expectations, they have expectations, there are duties with regards to these expectations. So what I have to do? I have to fulfill those things, expectations. I have to carry out these relationships. I have to do my part. I am born in a particular country with certain laws that I have to follow. I have duties as a citizen, as a neighbor, as somebody sharing a space with other beings. I can't do as I like because I am sharing a space. I have to be thoughtful, I have to be alert, I have to be mindful, not just of my comfort, but that of everybody else also. This is all Swadharma, articulation of Swadharma. Then Swadharma has one more component. And what is that? That is, I have something unique to contribute. Oh, but I don't know that yet. Doesn't matter. Let it take a whole lifetime. I have something to contribute to this world. Otherwise, I wouldn't be in this, you know, I wouldn't look like this. I wouldn't have these skills. I wouldn't have these limitations. Recall Milton's Paradise Lost. What is the last line? They also serve who only stand and wait. I have certain things that I can contribute. 
sometimes it takes a long time to find what it is or what those contributions are because i am inhibited past traumas etc make me inhibited and so the other aspect or component of swadharma is understanding what is it that i have to contribute what is it that i have what is it that i am doing why have i been given this brain this body this particular mind this parentage what is it that i have to understand what is it that i have to give how is it that i have to grow this also is swadharma the one is you know automatic if i am a son or a daughter there are duties associated with it if i am a brother or a sister duties are there if i am a mother or father duties are there the other one requires a little bit of vichara analysis and that too comes so in the context of the ancient ashrama dharma etc that was much more uh, what is that scripted now it is more or less without a script and so in a way i have to write the script i have to discover the script it is both ex- a time that is exciting and a time that could be also scary because one is not in some kind of a script so it is a time to what is that look at it look at look at it from these two standpoints take it out of the historical context because that historical context is defunct now it does not apply now we have moved beyond that the historical context is just a structure and what do we know about structures eventually they 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 become difficult eventually they become defunct and so therefore i learn to i learn to see how i fit in the scheme of things with grace and integrity more we'll see tomorrow 7 o'clock what is there meditation right here right right here or in the temple hall it's right here okay so i will see you then om purnamadav purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevavashishyate om shanti 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 hari hi om shri gurubhyo namaha hari hi om thank you